Okay, well, welcome back for another episode of What Is Now. I'm Charles, and this is my good friend, Sakib. Hello, Charles. Hello to listeners. So good to be here. Yeah, it's always really great to be here with you, Sakib, and with you, whoever you are that is listening. Uh, we're excited to have you with us. And so if you've been with us before, you know that each time we begin by taking a minute to just kind of sit in silence and return to what is happening, what is really going on for you right now in this present moment experience. Maybe letting go of interpretation and thoughts about the experience and coming back to a real curiosity about what is this present moment experience actually like, just for a minute. And then after that's done, Sakib and I just kind of become aware of what our experience is and see whatever arises in the moment. And we go from there. And then Sakib tends to finish with a guided meditation at the end based on whatever themes and topics arise. So we'll go ahead and start with a minute of silence together and then see whatever happens. Sounds good. Okay, we'll start and end with the sound of a bell. Okay, that's a minute. Anything arising for you in particular right now? Hmm. It was like a conflict that I had today between uh, my thoughts and the idea of just being in the present moment. And, uh, you know, it is, it is something which Usually we don't do in podcasts because we have a lot of uh, knowledge in our mind that we want to speak out and that we want to present to the world. But then again, uh, I this one minute reminded me of the topic of our podcast, which is what is now. And that brought me again to the present moment and just being here rather than, you know, having those thoughts about what I want to say today in this session. Mm. So it was a conflict and for the initial, I think, few seconds, it was my knowledge that was coming uh, into my mind, this uh, urge to say what I already know, but then uh, the rest, uh, 30 seconds or so, it was uh, just being here in the moment. How was that for you? Mm. I'm just kind of soaking that in. I wonder what that's like for the listener too. Uh, this, I could imagine a feeling of 
like not being taken care of by us or something or being there being something exposed mm -hmm. uh, it maybe like reveals you and me as as simply people too like outside of a potential role as like a teacher or a quote-unquote healer or something like that like I, yeah. I noticed that in the description of the podcast that I wrote kind of had to describe us as something um, but even that is is limiting, I think, uh, particularly yeah. through the lens of like what we're trying to do here. Yeah, is to totally like kind of break through any sort of role or expectation about who you are or who I am, and open mm -hmm. up to something really raw. Um, yeah. So I'm just thinking about that, like what that experience is like, not only for you and me, but for the the listener. Um, mm. Yeah, because all that description that, uh, you know, that we, have, for example, have written in our bio, uh, that I am this and you are that, that is the past, actually. That, that is just the past and it, it is gone. But what is now? The question is, what am I in this particular moment rather than just that idea of, you know, having that degree and done so many things, uh, being a meditation teacher, a student or whatever it is. And that also reminds me of a story of Buddha in which uh, I think there was this man who spat on Buddha's face. and But then he had a realization and the next day he came and he apologized to Buddha. And Buddha's response was that you are apologizing to the wrong person because the person I was yesterday, that person is gone. And today it's a new person. So maybe you are encountering the wrong person. I'm not that person. Mm. So it, it makes me uh, wonder that how we are so much attached to this idea of our past, this notion of our past, that I am this, I am that. But the reality is I was that. I was that teacher. I was that you know person holding that university degree or whatever is this. But in this moment it's like a new birth to me i'm i'm newly born right now and i just need to know in this moment what i'm what am i what i am that's it feels very revealing um i'm just as you're describing like all of those things are what i was and in this moment they are so insubstantial like this is a, 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 a feeling like a physical feeling kind of, and a thought that I've had several times of mm. this. It's almost as if maybe for everyone, but for me, like, it's like, I have this kind of structure that maybe exists sort of behind my head in some way. Mm. And it's like this building of who I am. And it has all of the stories and the, like the memories and the, the narratives of what I what I'm like, maybe how I perceive other people to perceive me, like all of these, it's like this massive kind of thing that I sort of take for granted its existence in some way. But then there have been moments when I'm kind of looking back inside and and looking for that thing or looking directly at that thing. And then it's like it's it's vanished. Like it's totally insubstantial and there's actually nothing there at mm. all. Which mm. is it can be kind of like a scary feeling. It's like, well, it's, there's, yeah. there's nothing, but then really potentially liberating. Cause if none of that stuff 
is there at all right now in this moment that I'm so free mm. to just respond to this experience without any weight of these other things that, that limit like who I am and what I can be right now. Yeah. Does that feel like a burden? Uh, the, the holding of the past identity, does it feel like a burden and do you like physically feel a release when you let go of that? Yes and no. I think, I think it feels like a burden through the lens of like the deeper me that mm -hmm. maybe has been the same since the moment I was born and, and beyond that and, and knows that somehow I'm my, who I really am is beyond mm -hmm. this structure. Mm -hmm. But I think through the lens of me and like my personality and this life that I've had, Hmm. it's it's kind of a scary notion and it hmm. and it, it grasps to hold on to that structure um, yeah because that is the whole that's what supports its existence like my personality and mm -hmm. so like there's these two ways that can go one which is so liberating and then one which is like destabilizing to a certain degree yeah 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 i can resonate with that because oh a lot of times and many of us do that and we have like this sense of pride of the things we have done in the past you know and we carry that pride with us throughout our lives uh let's say we did something great maybe we were you know we got the best grades in a university or maybe we were working for a great company in a great position maybe we uh, you know were able to create a successful business in the past whatever it is, we kind of hold on to that identity. We kind of hold on to that achievement and we carry that achievement with ourselves throughout our lives. Although we might change as a person, maybe that achievement is not there anymore, but because there is this idea of me presenting myself to someone as someone who is a successful person, hmm. I would carry that achievement from my past. But what that does is that doesn't give me the opportunity to do something in the present here, you know, mm -hmm. just be raw in the present and uh, present myself as someone who is absolutely a newborn in this moment. And yeah, it's, I, I, I notice that everywhere we, a lot of us carry that achievement, all those achievements with us. Hmm. And although it is... It's yeah. almost impossible not to, to some degree, to, to like exist in society, maybe to have a job, to have these interactions that have yeah. some sense of like structure and, and predictability to mm. them. Um, mm. It's almost mm. like, you, it's like, it, it has to sort of be that way. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, it, it, it actually uh, reminds me of our previous session. And the session we did uh, on Inside Tangmer today, how are you feeling? And the way we ask our, uh, someone that how are you feeling and the way we just went, came into the present moment and asked ourselves that how am I feeling right now? And we came with that genuine response rather than a preconceived idea that I'm feeling good or just for the sake of it that I'm feeling good. But when we came with that genuine response, I felt really 
good about that and it it felt really authentic so i was thinking that let's say someone asks uh, you know a similar question that who are you mm. who are you and what if rather than you know bringing our past and all those preconceived ideas about ourselves what what if we just go in the moment and ask ourselves who am i in that moment you know in, that, mm. in this particular moment who am i what do you think about that it's really interesting because i feel like the um instinctive sort of scramble to put together a uh, like a combination of things to to answer that question like oh well uh i come from this place that's this is where i was born or grew up i live in this place this is my job this yeah. is so on and so forth um these like kind of things that represent who i am that i can give right. to you but mm-hmm. maybe those are well they certainly are past based uh responses yeah and I don't know how would you answer the the question it's making me think of uh when I go to this I think I've told you about this before I go to this Zen Buddhist monastery mm-hmm. um it's called Daibosatsu and anytime I go I you know each time I've gone probably it's probably been like like five or six times at this point now but I'm asked that question like when I come into uh a group or there's some like introductory meeting and i've been asked that question i've kind of over time have realized what the question really means uh and have attempted to let go of the response that is this is where i come from or this is what i'm working on right now because i see the like the trick question nature of it and it's really maybe there is no answer but it's a way of like getting you to flip out of that habitual way of responding mm it's it's kind of making me think of uh like a koan uh if familiar with the notion of koans you know I'm not. so in zen buddhism a koan is like one of these it's almost like a riddle uh that you're given by a, a teacher or a master the student okay. is and okay. then you're as the student you then sit with meditate with and on this this koan so it could be like a story or uh, a question or something okay. like that and so a really famous one is is uh you know the sound of two hands when they clap together what's mm-hmm. the sound of one hand mm-hmm. and so that that would be a koan and the the thing with those is that there is no right answer there's no conceptual answer to that question you have to find out whatever is your alive answer to present mm-hmm. back to the teacher and mm-hmm. then it's up to them to gauge whether your answer represents like a genuine understanding like a a real lived experience and then mm-hmm. and then the teacher would be maybe have you go and continue with that koan or they present you another one and then you keep going and mm-hmm. the idea is that this sort of problem f- switches you out of the like conceptual intellectual instrumental way of approaching things and it's like it's like it short circuits your thinking mind and then pops you open to just like awareness of yeah, this present moment experience and mm-hmm. then you present an answer that is just a genuine expression of it even if it doesn't make any conceptual sense maybe that's importantly that it doesn't make any conceptual sense mm-hmm. but it expresses like this uh, mm-hmm. 
So I'm kind of experiencing that question now as like a koan. Uh, yeah, I think the, uh, what we are doing in, in our sessions are, is similar to that, right? The koan, yeah. just asking and uh, that what is now and what am I feeling right now? What is happening right now? And I think today this new question arises that who am I? You know, who am I? Like someone asks me and uh, as you asked me that what is my feeling and what, how do I experience that when someone asks me that who am I? And it made me realize that we have, our uh, conditioning is so common for each one of us, for most of the people that we have like similar answers, most of us. You know, so if someone hmm. asks me that, who am I? Or you, are, if you ask anybody, their answer would be most probably they would tell you, they would tell you their name, they would tell you uh, the work that they are doing, they would tell you maybe uh, the relationship they have with their children or their parents or their partners, or they would tell you their past achievements that they have studied here or you know worked here and all that. So this is so common. I, I was realizing that this is like a, you know, very uh, common conditioning. It's not even like there is not much difference in the kind of answers that people give to each other. And this shows that how it is all preconceived, how it is uh, deeply con conditioned in us that we have to respond in a certain way. Mm. But now I'm just kind of bringing myself in the present moment here. If you are asking me, who am I? And I'm sensing that if I'm not, if I'm into my body right now, totally, that my, then my body is responding that I am the body. And when that is switching, maybe when I'm more connected to my awareness right now, so then my awareness is responding, I am awareness. So it's kind of switching for me right now <laughs> that you know, uh, between the body and between this awareness, between the thoughts, I am the thoughts, I am the mind. It's, it's, it's not, uh, this is, I think this is my discovery in this moment that it is not fixed. It's changing for me. Hmm. That was something I was feeling as you were describing that, like how incredibly fluid who, who I am, quote unquote, mm. is relative mm. to what feels like the complete opposite of that, which is this very fixed notion that I have and that I can package and deliver to someone. Mm. If, if they ask the question, I have these things that represent who I am relative mm. to what you're just describing, which is like, it's changing constantly. Mm it's this constant flow. It's like a, a river versus like a rock, I guess, uh, that mm. who I am is just this, is movement. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. And the thing, as you were talking, and I was kind of gauging for myself too, and as I gauge right now, the I guess the answer that I keep coming back to is just, I don't know. Mm. And, and that that's kind of a nice, thing there's almost uh, a relief to that mm. and it brings me back to the 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 way that that could be destabilizing versus the way that that could be really liberating mm. it's destabilizing based on a me that kind of relies on those things yeah 
but it's liberating based on a me that doesn't need an answer to that question. Mm-hmm. It's like the question doesn't even make sense. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, I feel like a, a giving up and then just an, an openness, mm-hmm. which maybe goes back kind of to what you're saying is mm-hmm. then I'm just open to what is constantly flowing through me, which is might feel like what I would call conceptually my foot, but that's just energy that is all of me in the moment that I feel it. Or, yeah. or I'm looking at you and you're filling up my world and, and I am you right now mm. in this moment, mm. which is this really, and it's kind of cool too, because you're in my ears. I have these headphones on. And so there's this other layer of like, you're actually filling up my entire present moment experience in a way. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, there's a, a relief that I'm feeling of the answer I don't know and and mm-hmm. that being a totally fine yeah making you and more than fine answer yeah I think that makes makes you just open in this moment to experience whatever there is uh, yeah that's a wonderful notion because uh, we when uh, someone asks this question to us who who are you we kind of uh, fix our awareness to this self of me, you know, and the way I was responding that I am the body, I am awareness, I am thoughts. My experience is like, because of my conditioning, my experience is fixed to this, uh, my own vicinity, my own body, my own awareness, my own thoughts. Mm. But then if I'm truly open to this moment, I'm also experiencing you, as you said, you know, I'm also experiencing you in this moment. Mm. So then this notion of, I am this body, I am awareness, or I am whatever, this goes away and then the experience becomes more open. And rather than trying to answer that question that who am I, maybe just be, be open to the experience. What What is it that is in my experience right now? Because there are so many things I can experience right now. Hmm. Hmm. I thought I just had two. Well, it's about a thought is that who I am, maybe it can also be a thought. Like mm. I'm speaking right now and, and, and I have a tendency to like kind of view, I have this weird relationship with words, I think, because I view them with some resentment in a way because mm. they, they, they take this, this massive experience and then they you know, make it so narrow. Yeah. Um, but then also they're, they're this beautiful tool that we have to, to share meaning with each other. Mm. Um, and so they can also be in the same playing field, uh, a thought or a word, like in that moment, I am this sound and and mm. the, the shared meaning that I have through this sound. Um, yeah. I noticed that for myself, maybe like uh, the attempt to move away from the thinking mind mm. and words and, and thoughts um almost in a way it's like everything is is better than them or in some way but maybe at the same time it's like it's really just evening the playing field between thoughts and words and everything else versus how maybe there's a tendency to put thoughts in the thinking mind Hmm. above all other experience and that that is like what is that's that's the seat that's in control but I guess it's making sense in my mind to just 
move that down on the same playing field as a sensation or as my experience of you in this moment or whatever it is, that's just another like part of this constant movement that is equally who I am in yeah. that moment. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, uh, this reminds me of uh, like an experience that I would have with my partner and the sense of uh, I kind of melts away when I am with my partner. So, you know, <laughs> when there's that intimacy and in love. So sometimes I would get this experience that I am my partner, maybe because of that energetic connection that uh, you know, that flowing of maybe that mixing of consciousness or whatever we can call it. Mm. But in that particular moment, it's a lot of times I've had this experience when I would actually think that I am my partner. I will actually experience my partner totally. Mm. And I think this is something we can uh, think about in terms of empathy when we have for someone that, you know, uh, people who are very em empathetic empathetic they would just meet someone they can really feel uh, the pain the person is going through or their own you know the other person's experience they can really feel that so maybe that is the point when this sense of self and I being in this body uh, dissolves and then there is a merging and mixing of consciousness hmm. it makes me think of what we talked about in the the session of this where anger became a topic and the ability to be, because I'm sort of envisioning anger now as a way that that sense of, that sort of fixed sense of self feels like an injury and mm. it's responding in this really tight way. It's like, you've hurt me and and I'm gathering all of myself and I'm, I'm pushing back against you. Yeah. Um, but then the possibility of kind of pausing Mm. And even if like maybe that comes still comes back a mo like moments at a time of allowing for something to open in that rigid sense of self and then you let the, like all of them come in mm. and then by, by doing that you maybe allow yourself to see something new about what their perspective is and that informs what your perspective is because you've allowed them to fill you up for a few moments it's like putting that sense of self to the side and then just being completely open to what this other person has to offer. And I wonder how much they might also really feel that you're doing that, yeah. um, which can change their whole sense of protection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is so uh, wonderful. And this really puts into question this idea of my, uh, this, in, this individual individuality, this identity that we have and as you mentioned, you know, when we are angry, we kind of want to protect that identity. But maybe if we were not uh, conditioned in that way, maybe when if we were not told that you are in this particular body mm. and you have to protect your identity, this is what you are. Maybe our experience would have been uh, universal. I'm just uh, guessing that right now. I, I, I have not experienced that totally. Maybe I experienced that in moments with my partner or with someone whom I'm deeply connected. But this idea of me being everywhere and in every person mm. and in, in every experience that is there, it is still a, a you know, concept to me which is distant, which uh, maybe I have not experienced to that level. 
and mm-hmm. if we just maybe let go of this notion of me being in this body then maybe we can start experiencing that mm. how has been your experience regarding this in terms of this letting go of this idea of me being in this body and maybe connecting to something greater or something else it's also fleeting in nature i mean i feel like i've i've had moments of it and those moments come more and more mm. um but i just i think just by engaging in the world and receiving mm-hmm. so much of the input that's maybe pushing in the other direction which mm-hmm. is reinforcing that we are separate it's hard to continue to like have those experiences mm-hmm. but i think they can come more and more the more that you engage this type of energy mm-hmm. the more you find opportunities like this like we're somehow we met and like we have prioritized making time and space for each other in our lives which i feel like is so nourishing of this thing and then that yeah. helps us to practice again later today just because it's so kind of vivid in our current experience yeah. um, another thing there I, just in terms of where my philosophy is currently i'm kind of seeing this as an inevitable part of human development like mm. i mean maybe there's a way that that's just part of the kind of beauty and maybe like the ugly beauty of what it's like to be a human you just you sort of inevitably develop this attachment to a me and then there's and then you can unravel the whole thing and then it's like you develop a conscious awareness that's so powerful but it's 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 also because it's so powerful it's like really kind of damaging to your ability to experience the the simple beauty of all of this and yeah. then there's maybe a way that you start to become aware and and kind of unravel it while also still maintaining your ability to to communicate and like do all these cool things but then you maybe feel less and less attachment to those things and you're more and more free to just play and then mm-hmm. have some of those moments of just like wow just just being alive like a child awareness with no concept of words or any anything like that um, yeah yeah you uh, that that uh, you reminding me of this child awareness uh think makes me think of children you know babies who are just maybe who have we have, still don't have have not developed that idea of this i you know being the separate being in here in my body maybe they are just open to that and maybe they are just open to that experience that they are having in that moment when they are just curious about the world curious about their existence mm. uh maybe when they are sharing with someone else sharing their food with another child they are playing around maybe their sense of self is not yet that developed because of the conditioning yeah and that reminds me of bringing ourselves to a childlike awareness and openness and curiosity in which we are just experiencing that mm-hmm. you know rather than uh having this notion of this fixed being here mm. like the question of who are you it wouldn't make any sense to ask yeah. to a, a child i mean they might say their name or something like that but yeah who they are is just their experience yeah i think a child would laugh at that question <laughs> yeah what it may be a beautiful response yeah <laughs> yeah but uh, as we grow up we develop this uh you know we work on this question actually consciously that i have to say these things when someone asks me who am i mm. 
and that kind kind of limits our experience of that hmm. <laughs> well, how how would you feel about um maybe finishing with something experientially in in that realm yeah that would be wonderful let's see what comes through okay and let's do that meditation now sounds good so, so for the listeners who are listening you we will do a meditation now we will end this session with a short meditation you can gradually get into your comfortable position and just make sure that your back is straight but is relaxed at the same time and you can gradually close your eyes And as you close your eyes you can bring your awareness to the breath the inflow and the outflow and maybe you can just place your awareness on your nostrils as you breathe in and out and with each breath you can feel your body relaxing Now if I ask this question to you who are you what is your experience of that if you have to let go of all the answers that you already have in your mind from the past and just experience this in this present moment by asking this question to yourself who am i what is that experience 
and maybe just take a few minutes to experience that who am i Now you can bring your awareness to the body, to your surroundings. And gradually in your own time, you can open your eyes and come out of the meditation. This will be interesting to stay with me for the rest of the day and beyond that, but maybe to play with continually to notice when I might feel like I'm attaching to a, a me and then possibly opening up to how just what's happening in this moment is sort of creating constantly who I am. Yeah. And just now in the meditation, I had a similar experience to what you had previously of this uh, thought coming to my mind that I don't know. <laughs> and uh, that brought me just to experience so many things, uh, not just this body, but 
the uh, the traffic outside uh, you know the the experience of the walls surrounding my house the experience of this other person who is living with me in the house uh, and even the uh, the entire city that i'm living in living in right now mm. a moment of expansion wherein mm. i believe the sense of self was dissolving and moving beyond that hmm. i think this might be a cool uh one for us to do a live session about in the future yes um, kind of similarly to what our last one of these led to could be a nice little progression of how am i feeling and who am i um, yeah yeah that's wonderful looking forward to it absolutely sounds good all right well uh I always really appreciate these and I appreciate Same. the listener uh, you giving yourself and your presence to this experience and maybe letting us kind of fill up who you are in this moment in a way and uh I look forward to being with you soon. Same here and I love the way you uh you began with the conversation and I love the silence part initially because that actually brings us to experience this moment and what is now. So mm-hmm. great that and i'm looking forward to our uh, next podcast episode together see you soon see you take care